0: That's how you build rivalries and that's how you build atmosphere.
1: Edwards three-pointer is good. This team is right
0: there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on a kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. It's a personnel issue. I think I really think it's just a, a player fit. Like I, I think, and it again, is. this is this is partially his fault, right? These are his transfers yes. that he brought in, right? But I'm still saying I think this is just a whiff. I think this is just a whiff on you his. You can't, cover. you can't, it, you cannot whiff with this much talent. And I love Texas Tech. This is home, and I get to stay home.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, um, the college football season is kind of you know it's into bowl season now, so that doesn't a, a lot of people just kind of consider this the end of the season at this point. Right. Um, the high school season, what are, what are we in the the region finals, regions something like that? Uh, no, Hopefully. state
0: semis, state
1: semis. Okay, state semi, state semis yeah. already. Okay, so football is starting to. Uh, dwindled down a little bit so we can finally have more time to watch these games and to cover these games. But uh, how are you feeling? How's the, the overlap treating you? That's what I call this November, December, the overlap, the hardest part. feels right.
0: It feels appropriate. Um. Yeah, no, it's, it's going good. You know, we're finally starting to, to wind down, even though our state coverage is pretty blown out, but uh, it's easy to, it's easy to focus on like yeah, the, what the, the smaller amount of games and it exactly. is to pay to everything going on every weekend. So that's nice uh, i got to watch quite a bit of basketball this past weekend even though we were in san antonio for some of the regional finals but uh yeah it's finally starting like you mentioned that overlap is finally starting to cross more into basketball and that's yes. that's my wheelhouse
1: yeah that's um yeah like i said november december i always tell tell my parents it's like that's the hardest time of the year for us yeah, I mean, seriously. not that i will ever complain about our job but right um november december is is the time where i'm working out the least eating the least healthy and just, uh, <laughs> trying to survive for two months and then
0: you get i was the about to say where... that's that's when you get around and you're like oh man i haven't eaten today like just like those <laughs> random those random moments where you're like or oh, i've only eaten like one like a bagel or something yeah, like damn yeah. i
1: gotta <laughs> exactly exactly so don't ask me how i'm doing in these these two months but we're, <laughs> we're getting we're getting through it um right. But all right, we have a, a good amount of games to talk about uh from last week. Like like I said, we've been just swarmed obviously with football stuff. So uh we've we've had some time to assess the landscape of college basketball in Texas, mm-hmm. and uh we'll start on the men's side. A lot of results I want to get to, but the, the main one being Texas, right? Yeah. Texas men's basketball. Um <sighs> they keep it rolling, man. They kept man. it rolling. This was um last week, I believe it was on Wednesday, right? Uh, yes. December first. Uh so or what was Thursday, it no Thursday? It was Thursday. They come out at home in the Moody Center and uh beat Creighton, the number 17 team in the country, a Creighton team that I saw in Maui, and I was really, really impressed with them. And I mm-hmm. knew that Creighton is good. And I... Texas ends up winning seventy two to sixty seven. Uh I'll I'll let you go first. I do have I have quite a bit of takeaways from this game, but you yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I think this more or less confirms that I mean, we knew that Texas was legit after that, the way they beat Gonzaga, but I thought Creighton was better than Gonzaga before that Gonzaga mm-hmm. game. So this was always the game for me that would really, really show, um, especially considering Creighton, even though they had a they lost previously, they were to me the hotter team because they looked really good against Kansas. Um, they beat Tech and Arkansas and they were I don't know. I thought they had a lot of the more the depth that Gonzaga didn't have to match this Texas team. So with that being said, I mean this was just an as impressive a win because they hadn't been. Even if you consider Gonzaga good, that they weren't pressed in that team or like in that mm-hmm. game, right? Texas wasn't. And this is a Gonzaga. This is a Creighton team that could shoot. This is a Creighton team that could score. They have uh, Baylor Shireman, Ryan Nemhard, who's playing really great right yeah. now, and. Texas was able to match up with them defensively. They were able to shut down the three point line very efficiently. And we saw once again that this backcourt for Texas is something really special Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter, uh, Hunter didn't have the scoring output that he did against Gonzaga, but that was when this is what I think we expected more of, which is Marcus Carr taking over that role um, as the go-to guy. If, if um, on any given night and yeah, man, this is, I don't know, this is another feather in the cap for Texas, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, um, starting with the positives, I think this team can definitely win in multiple ways this year, uh, which I kind of mentioned after the Gonzaga game. The Gonzaga game showed what that this team is capable of getting hot on mm-hmm. some nights, which, you know, last year's team probably wasn't able to do. Uh, they have some good depth. Uh, like you said, the, the Hunter car backcourt is really, really fun to watch. Sergio by Rice, even off the bench, I like a lot. Um, the Gonzaga game showed they could put up points. This game showed that they can win ugly, which we mm-hmm. already knew about Texas. We knew they could win on ugly under Chris Beer. Like That's been Chris Beer's motto in, in his coaching career is you, you're going to have to win ugly, and they did, right? Uh, Cre- uh, Texas shot 4 of 19 from 3. Creighton shot 4 of 27 from 3. Um, but it, from the Texas side of things, they can win in different ways. They have a legitimate home court advantage now. Like I think... It, it, I was texting my friend, I think home court advantage in college basketball early in the season, like for the first half of the season, it's mm-hmm. probably worth like five points to me. Like, right. you know, how in football, sure. it's, or like in most sports, it's like three, you know, yeah. football yeah. it's like three it, college basketball at this point, it's probably worth like five to me. It's just so important because we'll get to Baylor later. There's a lot of teams across the country that when they play that first true road game, it's like, oh,
0: mm-hmm. oh, this
1: is the white eyes. It's just different. And right. now Texas can can do that to teams and that's a huge huge boost going into games where you're at home where you're not looking at as much as a man you know Texas versus Kansas you know at uh, in in the Moody Center I think Texas will be able to have a little bit of a boost in home games this year so um, I do feel good about that Um, I mean the front court is really really solid uh, between Timmy Allen, Dylan Mitchell, Dylan DeSue, Christian Bishop uh, even the Brock Cunningham minutes I mean that's five guys right there that none of them I have a problem with, with mm-hmm. playing a uh, double-digit minutes. So the depth is there. The versatility for this team is there. And they only commit into three turnovers, which, I
0: mean, Massive. You're going to win
1: probably 95-plus percent of the games. You only commit three turnovers. I yeah. mean, that's just – this team is really, really solid across the board.
0: Yeah. one con- The one concern I did have in this game, which I don't know how many times they'll run up with, run up against it in the Big 12, is – um, Ryan Kalkbrenner did have a really good game against him, right? they he's really, really struggled. Good. He's one; He's really good. so I don't, again, they might not face a skilled big man like that until Fardaw's a mate comes back. Yeah. um, but like they did really struggle with one, not only his size but defending the pick and roll when he got involved, right? because uh, Creighton kind of saw that. Uh, midway through the first half, where mm-hmm. you know they could roll him to the basket, he finished some lobs, but also they could just really set up some really interesting things with him on the pick and roll. Um, defensively, I liked what Texas did with him um, uh, when they had the ball because they they got him in they got him out of the paint a little bit. I know mm-hmm. Dylan Dessou had a drive on him a couple times where he you know he pulled up from three and like or like a, a, a pump fake from three and then kind of had a dribble drive. Timmy yeah. Allen kind of got on him a little bit, and so I liked what they did on that end of the floor but offensively uh when ba- when creighton had the ball i wonder i wondered a little bit about texas's you know uh, defending the pick and roll now again i said that i say that to say they're not going to run into seven footers i can move like that uh very often um i think like again i can count on like one hand zach edie maybe Purdue. And, yeah the like, big
1: 12 really doesn't have a lot of dominant centers if you go sure. across the board baylor kansas tech uh, just those two off the top of my head. So
0: right, so like that's not that again. That's maybe a tournament worry as opposed yeah. to a regular season worry.
1: Yeah, Kansas State, Iowa State. Yeah, I'm just going through the list in my head. Um,
0: again, not until not at least not until Fardal's a mate comes back, which yeah, at that Fardazza. point we don't know what the what the player he's gonna be coming back. So,
1: um, my other I don't want to say it as a concern. Um, Creighton shooting four of twenty seven is an outlier performance. Um, yeah, in, yeah, that's any, true. it doesn't. I I mean we watched the game. Yeah, a lot of the looks were not great looks. They weren't uh, the easiest looks. I'm not going to say that, but mm-hmm. 4 of 27 is kind of it's kind of crazy. <laughs> but that, right, again, right. that also goes to playing on the road, which I think uh, is to Texas' advantage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if these two played maybe on a neutral side or something like that, if they played uh, on an aircraft carrier or something, uh, who knows what happens. But um, it wasn't Texas. I give Texas defense a lot of credit, and I give them credit for not giving Creighton easy buckets off of turnovers. And um for that reason you have to say, all right, Texas, this is this is a good win. Even if I do think Creighton could have shot better. Um, you know, maybe Texas could have shot better as well, sit four of nineteen, but at the end of the day, um pretty clean game. Really like the pace of the game I thought was pretty good. Uh only like mm-hmm. twenty two free throws between the two teams for yeah. the whole game. So wasn't choppy. Good win from Texas. They remain at two in the AP poll. They're they um Behind Houston, who we'll get to in a bit. 14 first place votes for Texas. Baylor. Mm. Baylor Bears. Mm-hmm. Man, we got off the podcast last week. And Texas and Baylor goes out and gets thumped by Marquette. On called the the gy-
0: you called me at the gym. What what game did you call me at the gym for? Because I was, yeah, was watching that one. at the gym. I think it was, was it about was
1: that. It, I'm pretty sure it was that one, or was it? I think it was I think it was that one because I think uh, it was that one because I was explain. watching
0: they had that one on at the gym, and I was just like yeah. What is happening? Like, yeah. I it, it, I got really concerned, and we'll talk about, you know, they ended up beating Gonzaga after that, but I got really concerned watching that game because it was like watching, I don't know, Marquette had everything they wanted from three. Baylor's defense got so easily collapsed, and they couldn't, they really struggled to generate on offense. It reminded me of, like, a worse version of the 2020 team where the times where before they had that free flowing offense with those three guards, a lot of the times it was uh, throw Jared Butler at the wall. And hopefully a shot comes yeah, out, you know, 19, like, 20, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The nineteen twenty team. team. Um, and so it really, I don't know. It was again, a worse version of that where it was like, Oh, they have nothing if Cryer and Flagler can't do it. And they got, I don't know, Marquette got out to a huge lead and they just never looked back. Um, I believe they finished, I believe it was, like 50 to 25 at the ha- or something like that like 51, yeah, 51 20.
1: 25
0: yeah and this is like what am i watching the right game like <laughs> i don't know i was i, I couldn't hear the commentary because i didn't know what was exactly being said but i just saw so many Too many easily collapsible possessions on defensive end for Baylor. Marquette was given everything they wanted on the outside. And again, Marquette might not – they're not going to shoot 48% from three, which is what they shot um, every game. But still, it was like a lot of those were easy looks, and you're going to give a decent college shooting team easy looks. They're going to hit that rate.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to weigh how much to take from that game.
0: Right, uh, it's, <laughs> it's really weird hard it also, because it's also Marquette also might be very good this season. Marquette, like, Marquette, Mar-
1: Mar- 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 I think is definitely a top. Let's see, what does Ken Palm have them at right now? I don't know. But, so
0: they only lost to Purdue. Purdue looks like another top five team, and they only lost by yes. like five.
1: Yeah. So so Ken Palm has them thirty eighth right now. Which, They're
0: all uh, their all their losses are five uh, yeah. combined Ooh. eleven points. Wow. Five, three, and three, and it's to Purdue, Mississippi State, and Wisconsin. So Marquette's yeah. really good. Yeah
1: yeah okay yeah and like i said before baylor playing in a row in the pfizer forum which you know home game for marquette sure um it's interesting i mean like you said i think the only thing and i think we even saw this with gonzaga to an extent so i'm gonna put these two results together Mm -hmm. they lose to marquette by 26 their worst loss in 15 years uh then they go and beat gonzaga at least that's what the broadcast said it was 20 26 with their worst loss in 15 years Mm -hmm. but um then they beat Gonzaga 64-63. game they were down seven with a minute and a half left. Flagler comes down, hits two threes, get a stop, free throws, um, put the game away. So yep. that was good. How do I, I – putting these two games together, I think you're right. <laughs> right. I think you're right, right? It, it's – a lot of times it comes down to just Cryer and Flagler and hoping that, that Keontae George is on. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Keontae George – is going to be a top 10 draft pick in the NBA. It's yeah. just about how quickly he can get into looking like that in a game. Cause there are some times sure. in the game where he just doesn't, he's not, his presence isn't felt, mm-hmm. but if he can get himself to be a consistent contributor on both ends of the court for this team, then we're looking at a three headed monster. And I think that's a lot more balanced. I will say Adam Flagler before he hit those two threes against Gonzaga had, I think six points or five points. Yeah. So it's like, we want we want those three to be Teague, Mitchell, and Butler. Mm-hmm. But that's asking a hell of a lot. Like that is asking a lot from those guys to be that. Because I mean, obviously, you don't want to compare it directly to the 21 team, but like the Fords on this team just haven't quite figured it out yet. The bigs have figured out that I, I like Flo Thomba. We like Flo Thamba, but he's not Jonathan Chamachot. Um, I like Jalen Bridges and the Caleb Lohner. Mm-hmm. They're not mark Vidal and matthew Mayer, like it's just it's not that level yet but they feel like they're trying to play at that level and i still think this is a top 10 team in the country sure sure it's just not quite pieced together yet and that's yeah that's what's a little concerning
0: yeah i will say like they defensively i thought they fixed a lot of what went wrong against marquette um they i think they took a lot from the texas playbook against gonzaga um they fronted timmy in the post they doubled mm-hmm. him in the post um they kind of pressured at the top of the key where they really couldn't get into their offense at all. Um, I agree with you with Keontae George, like late in that game, he kind of had his moments a little bit more, right. Those one, mm-hmm. those one possession where he kind of put uh, Adrian Strother on skates and then like adjusted mid air around Drew Timmy. And you're like, okay, that's, yes. that's like pure gift right there. That's yeah. pure talent. And so there are those moments where you see where it's just like, okay, there needs, you know, there's something in there. Um, but then there are moments and, you know, they probably could have used, it's hard. I don't, I'm not blaming him for the Marquette loss. Cause they lost by almost 30, right? That's not his fault. But like, there were some moments when Marquette was making a run where you were like, they could use just something right. Defensively is where they lost that game against Marquette. So there's only so much they probably could have did on offense. But I thought there were some moments when Marquette was really hitting a, hitting their runs. You were like, ah, oh, there's just something missing here with this Baylor team. Um, but, you know, it could just be, like you mentioned, um, true road game, kind of their first true road game. And yeah. one of those moments where you're just like, yeah, you're just not used to having that many people, you know, cheer against you um for your first time. It's still a team that's, you know, we mentioned Keontae George, his first true road game as a, as a, a college player in general. Mm-hmm. So um you might just want to – it's something to keep an eye on because they don't have – I'm looking at their schedule right now. They don't have – Another true away game until Iowa State at the end of the month. So like they're not playing on the road a lot, right? It's home home game, semi-home semi home game, home game, home game, Iowa State on the road. And then you start getting into big 12 play, and then it's you know, obviously from there, but yeah. that's something that that's only one true road game. Yeah, I, I will not be, schedule.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa State comes out and, and beats them in that that game on right. The road. Iowa so, State's a pretty good team, but we'll say so. It's like and I, I if we want to get just a little bit avic, I think uh, think specifically mm-hmm. when you look at these players Flagler and Cryer and even George to an extent are kind of tough shot makers mm-hmm. and tough shot takers in a lot yeah. of ways and so they have to be on I think in a lot of these games in order to win if not you're going to have games where the offense looks not good like this right. these, they don't generate good looks the way that the 2020, 20, 21 or 21 and 22 teams did. They don't mm-hmm. generate those looks at a high clip, in my opinion. So, how are they going to do it? I think a lot of it will fall on Keontae George being more efficient, being more aggressive, because I think he just clearly has the highest ceiling of anybody here. But 100%. LJ Cryer in the Gonzaga game went only went three of seven, Flagler, four of 14, Jalen Bridges, two of eight. They need Jalen Bridges to be better than what he's been. Um, 100%. Because I think Caleb has probably been better, been better than him for a, long, a lot of stretches. So you see them, they plugged in Langston Love a lot. Uh, I think what he, mm-hmm. yeah, he played thirteen minutes against Gonzaga. He went four of six. So if they get him in there, that's another a guard they can rotate in. I, it's uh, there's just a lot of pieces here, and it's one of one of the tougher jobs Scott Drew has. Obviously, last year he had to deal with injuries, but um, I'll tell you, if they had Jonathan Chamachacho I'd be feeling a lot better about this team.
0: I do too. Um, the one concerning thing that mm, I thought it, it was a little bit of a concern, but I I don't know. Now we're almost through a non conference. They're near the bottom of the country in three point percentage defense. Mm-hmm. Like they are allowing thirty, almost thirty eight percent from three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Last year's team almost a lo- barely allowed thirty, and so I don't know. What? Again, we don't have many hot shooting teams in the Big Twelve, but still, you're you're giving. <laughs> you're giving college basketball players good looks, yeah. right? Whether or not you're facing a Villanova or maybe that's a bad example this year, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like a good shooting team, you don't have yeah. to just give them good looks. Any, anybody, a poor shooting team, you can give good looks to and they're going to hit. So yeah. that's kind of another concern for me is I don't know if the three-point uh, shooting defense gets any better um, or if it's just something they have to
1: deal with. I mean, they're 50th in defense right now. 50th in defense right now that is obviously the Marquette yeah. game I think maybe blows it out of the water a little bit like sure for, sure but, but the, 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 it's hard yeah. I mean we have enough like games top twenty defense at all and right. when you look at last right. year they had Jeremy Sohan and, and Kendall Brown that, that was is definitely a concern yeah that was last year it was like okay offensively maybe they're not great but defensively they got Sohan Brown, Jonathan Chachua, yeah. and uh even Akinjo I think is a better defender than what they have right yep. now it's like now you take those guys away and you're rolling out here with the true freshman Kante George, uh, Flagler and Cryer, who I, I like, but they're you know not the biggest cards. Thamba's your only center. Then you have Bridges and Loner at the Ford spot. The defensive yeah. side of the ball might be more concerned than the offense side of the ball at this point. And I mean, That's Ken true. Palm says it is. Ken Palm has them sixth in offense, fifteenth in defense. So yeah,
0: That's that is a good interesting. Point. Yeah, um, you know maybe it's something that you know maybe it's a, kind of a, a Scott Drew mid-season switch where you're just like, okay, we're going to fo- – we are we just got to outshoot – you know, we got to outscore yeah. teams this year. I don't know. um yeah. But we'll we'll see. That's something to definitely keep an eye on because, yeah, that's a that's a really good point defensively. They're just not the same team.
1: They play Tarleton tonight at home. Chaos oh. ball, baby. What's the spread? What's the spread? What's the spread? Yeah, <laughs> no, I need it. Uh, hey, man, all I got to say is Keontae George has not seen a team like Tarleton State. I promise you that.
0: Let's go. No one's going to be shooting anything.
1: Yeah, we are free throws, Keontae. Whew, you better make your free throws tonight. Free throws. You better make it's your free 19.
0: throws. Plus 19. For Tarleton. You, you don't. You go Give, <laughs> Give me Tarleton. Chaos me. ball, baby.
1: Free throws. Tarleton. What's the under? Or what's the? I need the total. Oh, there's so many games. Uh, oh, here it is. 141 and a half under. <laughs> under. Under. And I'm taking Tarleton. There you go. Might have to make some withdrawals. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, the rest of the men' game, men's games, we can touch on. Houston stays at number one. Gets past St. Mary's, fifty three to forty eight. Um, I saw the end of this game. I uh, mm-hmm. didn't get to see the majority of it. Uh, the offense. I mean, it, St. Mary's plays a naturally slow pace.
0: Yeah.
1: Houston is kind of like Texas in a sense that I now trust them to win in different ways they can win these close games they can win ugly games they can win high scoring games um i might have gotten too excited early in the year when i was comparing the trio of like sasser shed mark to the 21 baylor team Mm -hmm. Uh, they're not quite at that level of you know just slice you up and dice you up um but defensively they're very good so i i think I, i still feel good about them they should be number one who else we got here? Um, oh yeah, Rice be Texas State-ish. Comments, concerns, 81, th- 83, 71. We can we can turn this, yeah. we can make it about rice. Rice has won five straight games. I
0: was about to say, no, like, I mean, there's really nothing for me to say about tech. I this is gonna be a rebuilding year for Texas State. Like Mason Harrell came back and people saw that as like, oh, they can compete again. I, I we've seen it now. You know, I don't think they, they lost to UTSA, they lost to Rice. They picked up a good, good wins over Cal and Rhode Island, but this is a team that's, I think, for the most part, is still trying to find itself. Um, the yeah. front court still isn't healthy. I think, I don't know, I don't know if there's still a timetable or not, Nigel Caesar did come back, sorry, but he's still working his way back, is what I'm saying. Uh, Nate Martin's missed some time, and they're just, it's just, you know, we mentioned Davion Sykes being a guy that we'd like, but Dylan Dawson, Brandon Davis, these guys are just new faces. And um, I feel like this is going to be, more or less a year where they're going to be middle of the pack Sunbelt. Um, I just the don't sunbelt see got them... better, too. The Sunbelt, James right. Addison, exactly.
1: And Marshall, Old Dominion. Exactly. So, like, the
0: Sunbelt got deeper, it got better. And so, I feel like this is the year where they maybe fall back to like the four or five range. Um, you know, anything lower than that, then yeah, sure, maybe we have some deeper concerns. Um, but I do think that it's the year of them being a, a nailed on, you know, one, two, three seed, I think, is probably out.
1: You know what's crazy? Is 2021, the Sun Belt was ranked the 21st best conference. Last year, 17th. This year, 14th. So, Hmm. yeah, James Madison is also ranked 80th in Ken Palms.
0: I was about to say, James Madison's been killing it.
1: James Madison might have been one of the best pickups of a conference in conference (laughs) realignment ever. Top to bottom. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right there. Golly. Football, Softball and, too when the spring yeah, comes around. All of them. So, uh, anyways, shout out to them. Yeah, Texas
0: State's not gonna. So I just realized Texas State has UTA coming up, which is a a Dickies Arena. They re up that non conference uh, contract. Game. Yeah. Then they got they got Sam Houston coming up. Not winning that game. They're not winning that
1: game. Fair cats. Fair cats. We'll get to them later. Um, yeah. we can turn to rice a little bit. I, Let's I swore do it. I I swore I was done with rice, and then uh-huh. five trade games um against. They Again, Texas, it's the only impressive they put the bil- win. They
0: put the bulletin board material on there.
1: And they did. They did. I mean, <laughs> look at these wins. They beat. I'm just going to do by ranking. Okay, they beat <laughs> okay. the 272nd team in the country by 17. Good win. Beat the 311th best team by eight. 341st best team by nine. 270th best team by eight, and then Texas State by 12. Texas State's a good win. And then um, they, then they
0: have Texas uh, Sunday or uh, uh, Monday yeah. next Monday. Texas on so. Monday. Day.
1: Like, look know. at the rest of this non-conference schedule. What is this? It's not, not got- a good non. It's not a good non-conference schedule. <laughs> D two, then two eighty four Northwestern State. Northwestern State's been given some teams problems, but yeah. then another D two. How about All we right,
0: look? Look? Look. We the, we're talking you. about them again. Let's now we table it until we get to conference play, because like there's going to be we can't take anything from Texas. We no. can't take anything from D2 teams. So let's just take, when do they start? Conor? They start for
1: Kentucky Thursday, December 29th. We there have to go.
0: table them until then. Cause we're not going to know anything about this it,
1: team. Kim Palm doesn't even buy into this yet. All right. Kim Palm. Oh yeah. No, them. I
0: see that. I see all these L's projected on that. Yeah, conference yeah, they're they're <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are projected to go six and 13, which might be generous. Kim uh, Palm is not buying into them. No, not at all. So again, we'll, we'll acknowledge that they are winning. And we will table our actual opinions until they get to conference because there's nothing we can take from this non-conference schedule.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, They tried. They, they they went into the off-season. They're like, you know what? They'll talk about us if we win five straight games here. <laughs> They'll talk about it. So I was like, okay, fine, you win. Almost, almost. You've been mentioned. Um, you have been mentioned. SMU, though, man, not good. Not oh, good at We all. talked
0: about this game. Very bo- –
1: yeah, we talked about the AM game, right? So we're like, yeah. all right, the AM yeah. game will show us, you know, whoever we loses. gotta pay attention to. <laughs> exactly. Um, SMU lo- loses that game and then ish loses to Jackson State at home. Mm. At home, ish, they lost in the 69-68 in that game. It's and, cold out here,
0: man. <sighs> uh,
1: Zerich Phelps is putting up like 20 a game. And they're, then, wasting
0: a, they're wasting a huge year from Zurg Phelps right now.
1: And, that, and then Zach Nuttall puts up seven in the game against AM and then puts up, like, 20-something against uh, Jackson State. But, like, they have nobody else outside of Zurg Phelps yeah. that can do anything on a consistent basis. And I said before, I said after the Dayton game about SMU, I was like, you know what? They got a good starting five. They don't have depth, but I like their starting five. And now I don't even like their starting five, and they have no depth. And so now I don't know what to think about this team. Ken Palm has them 164 in Ken Palm, I think it is.
0: Yeah. It it's is looking, it's, it's looking bad out here. Um, defensively, they look fine. Like, they look like they're laying foundations yeah. of stuff, right? That Like, that's what Rob Lanier came in to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia State was a really good defensive team. They, I mean, AM was kind of a more or less an outlier, right? I, th- I think they're a better defense. I think that was more of a defensive lapse from them, AM kind of more or less got every second pass that they wanted um, in every possession. But other than that game, like it's been offensively. There's just, like you mentioned, there's just nothing there. And to this was, I mean, that was the concern when they hired Rob Lanier is that Mm -hmm. Georgia state was not that good of an offensive team. And so you were hiring a defensive coach, um, which I guess after the Tim Jankovich years is kind of a a stark turn. (laughs) Um, But I guess if you're a fan, you have to acknowledge that it's a good thing that the defense is showing early, right? We saw with uh, Joe Golding last year that that's not always the case in year one if you take over Mm -hmm. a program that's used to playing one way. Um, But with that being said, yeah, you're wasting a breakout year from Zurich Phelps who needs some damn help. (laughs) Um, And they're just not bad on offense. They're awful. on Like they're 322nd in effective field goal percentage right? They yeah. are awful. They can't shoot threes. They can't... the Inside the lane, they're not great. They don't get free throws. They don't make free throws. <laughs> they don't make free throws. Like, it's not... You know, like, how, how are they getting...
1: How are they 315th in yeah. opponents' block percentage? How they are you getting, getting blocked a block that much? At, at SMU, like, when you have oh, actual due You have Zach Nuttall, you have Samuel Williamson, you have faodg yeah. you have Zurich Phelps who can play basketball whenever most of the time if you look through that like opponent block percentage list it's usually like some of the smaller teams you know that are are at this point in the season are playing like texas and teams like that that just block everything i don't know it's not good uh it's not great about this you might just have
0: to i was about to say and then you might just have to you again you're gonna have to play ugly and you're gonna have to win ugly right at this rate like you just have to get teams uncomfortable on the defensive side which they can do but i don't know how far that's going to get them in aac that has potentially the best team in the country right now um like you're at risk of getting embarrassed by houston um that tcu game will show a lot because we've seen that tcu team not look very good yeah um so that tcu game coming up on december 10th the saturday that'll be very telling
1: (sighs) um yeah i was looking at the non-conference schedule arizona state tcu iona Tol- it's not uh, easy. Oh, that's it. Those are the last three, non-conference yeah. games. And they're projected to lose all three of them. So yeah. We'll see what they can do. Uh Let's AM, see. flipping it to AM real quick. Yeah. Um beat SMU. Good, mm-hmm. good result there. And they beat DePaul um last Friday. Uh, and then they lose to Boise State. And Boise State is a pretty damn good team this year. But I I looked at that game as being a uh a game between two comparable teams. So for mm-hmm. AM to get Ran the way they did was a little disappointing, but I think that's what we kind of expected from AM this year. They're going to be inconsistent to a degree. They're still not the most talented team. They're not going to be competing mm-hmm. in the SEC as a top four team at all. But I think that they are—they're good enough to, you know, win games against SMU convincingly and then lose to Boise State. Like that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. SEC play—they might go ten and eight. They might go eight and ten in SEC. I don't know, but my 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 opinion of them has. Hardly changed at all. They still are a very balanced team. They had five guys in double figures against Boise State. Um, Wade Taylor continues to shoot a lot. You know, sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. But it's kind of just they are what they are at this point.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that you know, I don't know. I do wonder about what this season could spell for Buzz Williams because now we're starting to we're starting to figure out what we're trying to see what his ceiling is as a coach here. And if we're still talking about, yeah, they don't have dudes except for like Wade Taylor and Henry Coleman, then it's like, okay, well they're paying you like a pretty big name. You know, they're paying you to get into that top of the sec. So I think that's, if anything, that's going to be the, the selling point or the, the, the telling thing going forward this season. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause they are what they are. And I don't, like you said, I don't see them making a run for the sec title. Yeah. I mean, well, (laughs) I, I, I think it might
1: still be too early. For him to be on the hot seat obviously this is year four at this point mm-hmm. um first year they go um 10 and eight in conference or was it, eight and ten let me find figure out what it is i
0: can't remember uh, they looked yeah, really good the second half of conference i know that much
1: yeah, they went 10 and eight in conference in 2020 uh they go two and eight in conference in the covid year and then they go nine and nine last year in conference i think if they go nine and nine again I think people, I don't want to say they'll be happy with that, but nine and nine would get you close to a tournament bid, depending mm-hmm. on how they close out. Like, like they have Memphis next Saturday uh, right. on the seventeenth. Like that game will be huge for their tournament hopes. Uh, you know, they got Oregon State, who they should beat in theory uh, on Sunday. So, you know, wins like that, they'll have to probably win out the rest of their non-conference schedule, which is very doable uh, outside of Memphis. And then, you know, if you go nine and nine in conference after that. I think they could make it. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's, that's another decent year for AM, which I think is about what they're expecting, I think, but obviously at some point right. we want them to take a step forward, but they just don't have the dues on this team to take that step forward. Right. All right. Um. Yeah. The games real quick on the men's side, Sam Houston state plays Oklahoma state tonight. All three, all three of these games are tonight. Texas plays Illinois. Tarleton state plays Baylor. Those three games tonight. We'll see how they go. Um, Jump into the women's side. It was a less eventful week on the uh, on the women's front, mm-hmm. but we can start with Texas. <sighs> we can start with Texas. Um, how do we? Uh, Roy Harmon's back. <laughs> Rory Harmon's back. Uh, shout out to Rory Harmon. Yes. Um, friend of a friend of the podcast, <laughs> and <sighs> they 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 lost to USF. And yeah. uh, dropped to three and four in the season. Then they bounce back, beat Southern, goes to another four and four on the season. But um, I watched a little bit of that USF game. You can tell Rory's back. But it uh, I say that as a good thing and a bad thing because it doesn't feel like anybody else knows how to play with Rory Harmon at this point, which we expected, but I'm 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 not gonna like. Yes, I'm getting concerned. I'm starting to get concerned.
0: A little bit. Um... Going up, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> i think but, i don't i guess for me i'm trying to figure out okay the frustrating thing i watched Vic schaefer's postgame afterwards
1: they were getting ran on they allowed 24 fast break points that um like 17 points off turnovers it's just like it's little things now it's little things that are beating them. it's not even like the overall yeah. big picture of talent or whatever anymore they allowed yeah. usf to go nine of 17 from three allowed them to get layups in transition i don't know it's it, it was a lot
0: I I get what you're coming from. I guess for me though, I'm more I'm very let me put it this way. This is only their second game with more assists and turnovers. Right. And I think that becomes more of a I think that's something that Rory Harmon just will bring back. Right. And USF is very good. Right. Let's not I don't want to I don't good, want that yeah. to be lost in here. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I agree that I am concerned because that was a lot of, that was also a lot of responsibility on Rory Harmon to come back and be like, okay, all the problems are fixed now. You know, yes. um, this team does still need, still have issues of, of chemistry, obviously, but I just, I don't know. I, I'm not quite there yet with the, um, uh, with the concerns. And- the one thing that concerns me is that the deep, the defense wasn't there unless they were getting, trans steals and transitions right they they really struggled to shut down usf and i thought usf shot the ball really well Mm -hmm. um so yeah that was that's if anything that's probably my concern because your best defender comes back and you get a little worse on defense so um yeah that's that's probably it for me right now but i i don't know man i'm still not maybe it's me just being reluctant to give up on them right now and i'm not saying you're giving up on them either but um I don't know. I I looked at that and said, I looked at that stat about like, man, they've only, which is another wild stat. They've had more turnovers than assists the entire season, except two games. Um, I take that as like, okay, this, this team's going to fix itself. Yeah.
1: I think uh, defensively, it'll defensively. It's interesting (laughs) because even though they didn't have Roy Harmon allowed 83 to UConn 68 to Marquez 71 to Louisville 70 to USF. Um, I just don't think teams should be getting in the seventies on a Vic Schaefer Team, like if that's what he sure, emphasizes, sure. that's what you do. Um, they did force a lot. I think they forced 20, what was it 27 turnovers, or something like that? Something so like it that, was, yeah. Were very boomer bust like for USF. So I'm not gonna act like they were carving mm-hmm. Texas up, but mm-hmm. um I all I'm saying is Texas does not have a good win this year. Texas does not have a win over a good team, right? Yeah, they beat DePaul by 40, they beat Rutgers by 40. If you want to say those are good teams, okay, but <laughs> They beat Princeton by 24, which is you know Princeton's decent, I guess. But like that, right. that's it. Those are the wins, and they've lost to every other team they played or every good sure. team they have played. So um, I'm not selling them. But don't get me wrong. I, I think they're going to be fine. I think they should be good, but um, it's just it's we're at which December 6th. We're a month into the season, and they don't have a good win yet. That's sure, all I'm that's all I'm saying. That, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, I'll reserve judgment. Reserving judgment. I think Roy should be fine but yeah Aaron's, uh we'll see how it goes. We'll um see. SMU beat Cal and deserve a shout out cuz they are now 7 and 2 on the season. They haven't <laughs> had the, the craziest, you know, schedule but this Cal win is definitely impressive. Um to beat Cal uh, 70 to 56. Man, I I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting SMU to do this to people. I wasn't expecting yeah. SMU to come out and be seven and two. Uh, They only went four, six from three. They um, barely lost to Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. That, I remember that result. We were like, okay, well, Baylor didn't have X and Y. Hey man, they're three points away from being eight and one with a win over Baylor and Cal at this point. So uh, SMU, I don't know how good the American is. Obviously we just saw USF beat Texas and I know UCF is always good, but uh could SMU be in play in the American? I don't know.
0: We'll see. Yeah. That that'll be interesting to watch. Um their big their biggest wins probably a blowout over Commerce, who looked like a pretty who looks like a really good team stepping up to D1. So um that's not a that's not nothing that they're able to blow out them. So yeah, I mean this is something to keep an eye on, man. Toyel Wilson, we've we saw some things last year. Um good obviously question. it was tough taking over that program um after 2020, but man, it looks like looks like there's something to keep an eye on here. Yeah.
1: Tulane's also very good in the American. I watched them play yes. LSU this past weekend. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. Very good. Um, but yeah, shout out to, to SMU. We will continue to keep tabs um, on y'all. Uh what's the next game? Oh, yeah, they got North Texas next. So easy win. Then they got AM. <laughs> <laughs> Man,
0: just 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 slandering.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that might have been too too harsh or not harsh <laughs> enough. Sorry, I can't can't do it anymore. But uh and uh is they play a&m december 18th so kind of two weeks away we won't worry about that yet um speaking of texas a&m let's jump around real quick they got smoked by kansas in a game that we were hoping that they would keep close they didn't keep it close oh, wow. no i don't know okay i did not watch the game um yeah. barker played seven minutes did she get ejected or something she had played like oh, at one point did she get hurt that's my concern i don't want to laugh because maybe she got hurt but right um, i don't and usually see. i do my research on these podcasts as everybody knows but um i just saw one minute from jenny barker and i was concerned
0: right i think let me see but yeah, it seems like everybody was asking the same question Yeah, is jenny barker <laughs> healthy <laughs> right that was one of the questions yeah somebody put that on twitter so i don't i yeah. maybe it just uh-huh. wasn't the game for her I mean I'll say this much I was able to go back and watch a little bit of it I missed the part where she, I, I don't think she was hurt um Kansas one is very good they're going to be a player in the Big 12 like yeah. easily going to especially now that Baylor and Texas don't look maybe as good as we thought mm-hmm. um Kansas is going to be one of those teams with Iowa State that's going to be in play yeah but, uh, A&M had a lot of they're a young team. And so, like, but they were, there was a lot of like lazy passing going on. Like, lazy as not like they don't care, but like we're used to doing this really easily, mm-hmm. right? They were used to dominating at our level. Yep. So it was just a lot of like that, those kind of turnovers. Um, defensive length is there for this team. This is a very athletic team. Yeah. Uh, m is. But I, I don't know. I, to me, it felt like a team that just needed to, not needed to, but like, really got a dose of hard dose of reality against a really good conference contender and potential dark horse national title. Like, I don't know. I'm not too concerned with this game because the issues were like, they've shown to be really good defensively and they got carved up defensively this game. And so I don't know. I don't want to like put too much on this because, um, so yeah, I don't know. They shot 28% from the floor. They gave up 50%. Like they they weren't good on either side of the ball. And yeah. so far, um, Joni Taylor's shown to be a good defensive coach with this team. And I just think they got out outmatched.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Janai Barker is their best player, in my opinion. I think right. their best player. So if she played seven minutes, something was wrong. They got outscored 42 to 16 in the second half. So that's really right. where the disparity came. Uh what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah. I mean, while Kansas is good. AM and I think the middle of the SEC might be open to a degree. Mm-hmm. I had them predicted to come in ninth in the conference. You know, the SEC is gonna have some some teams in here, and yeah. you're gonna have to you're they're gonna have to play, you know, up to their that caliber of competition, which might be asking a lot from a team that relies on two freshmen in Bowles and Barker to mm-hmm. be really, really good for them. But that's if anything, I took away from this game is we might be asking those freshmen to do to do a little bit too much at this point.
0: Sure. Potentially. Um, I will say, I think, let me see, they finished with 19 turnovers and I'm did Um, Kansas state or Kansas was able to get in some really early offense off those, like really Mm -hmm. like one pass, two pass looks for pretty good shots. So again, that's, that's just screams youth to me. A lot of those turnovers were just, just like a pass that should have more zip on it and it just didn't. Um, so, I'm not, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not saying don't take anything from this game because this is a game where, yeah, you should, this is how tougher teams are going to play you. So, absolutely, you should take stuff from this game. But, um, I'm not in terms of like their ceiling or anything, I'm not too yeah. worried.
1: Yeah. It's not like we expect them to be top of the four in the SEC. Anyway. Right. It was going
0: to be a rebuilding year rebuilding anyway type of year.
1: Um, all right. Texas State beat UTSA mm-hmm. 60 to 55. Um, kind of a, they were down one going into the fourth quarter, end up winning by five uh, drops UTSA to one and five on the year. UTSA, UTSA has had a pretty tough schedule um, to this point, at least with Texas teams, SFA, Abilene Christian, Texas state, blah, blah, blah. Um, Texas state improved to four and two on the year. Uh, I think this is a pretty good win for them. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a, We would have expected them, I think to win for the most part. Sure. Jordan Jenkins for UTSA puts up 18, seven, Uh, four blocks, you know, the usual. She ends up fouling out in 32 minutes. Uh, Ja'Kala Bowie, 16 points. Taneja Hood, 12. Taylor Pruitt, 14. How are we feeling? How are we feeling about Texas State?
0: I think we're feeling okay. I mean, uh, Tamia Jefferson, I believe, is still battling injury. Um, Or if it – I can't remember if it's an injury or – I think it's injury. Um, Mm -hmm. She hasn't been playing, so that's a big part of this team that's not there right now. Um, She was expected to kind of play second fiddle with with – uh, Kennedy Taylor in the backcourt. So, I mean, this UTSA team, you know, they're a solid team. They're going to be competitive. Yeah. So, like I think beating this team is is a good win. Um their non-conference doesn't get too much harder. I mean, they they got Corpus Christi and they got Houston Christian, so those will be challenges, but they're not going to face, you know, the the big big challenges are done. So, like they should be favorites going into conference play uh, to win out their non-conference. Um I'm just going to say UGSA fans hold fast right this team is fine like they're one in five but they're fine like yeah. we promise um I'm not concerned like these losses aren't concerning right they're competitive they're about by five uh, except for Missouri State they're all within single digits like this is a team that's right there um they'll probably pick up a win over UIW like this they could beat. I I like them to potentially beat Houston we'll see but um this is a team that is perfectly fine like perfectly fine um I I don't have a concern right now with them
1: in uh the college football playoff we would call those quality losses
0: yeah you're right
1: (laughs) Uh, a lot of quality losses on this on this schedule at this point uh, in the year for a team that is in year two and has a lot going for it I just at the end of the day they turn the ball over 27 times compared to Texas 15 you're going to yep. lose those games, and that kind of comes. With and that's team.
0: kind of a that's a concern with you know UTSA turns the ball over a lot, right? That's something yeah. you may want to we may want to put a pin in for later to be like okay, that's something that could really come back to bite them later on down the line because they're still trying to figure out, you know, m- playing careful basketball.
1: Yeah, yeah, figuring out the offense still to a degree with all the freshmen that are coming in with Jordan Jenkins and Kira White coming in. It's just a lot of moving pieces here. So, like I said, think they'll be fine. Um, good to see Texas State pick up a win and uh, we go from there for those two teams last shout out here rice beats tcu 70 to 60 and proves to seven and on the year rank rice let's do it, damn already, it i have not looked at the ap poll in the women's side yet but where i, I just need to know if they're getting if they're getting votes
0: let me Sorry. see i will check right now go ahead. so we because got the latest one seven and oh yeah okay they are they're getting four votes baby ah let's go baby more. we're 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 close. We're close. Where's we're getting closer? What's their schedule? What's the schedule look like? Is there any know, team?
1: What Texas teams are? Is there any other Texas teams ranked besides Texas and Baylor?
0: Uh, but Texas dropped out. Texas is not in there. That. Oh, that's right. Damn. Um, Damn. let's see. I don't Damn. think so. Baylor.
1: I don't think there would be any more.
0: That's it. Yeah, I was about to say Baylor's wow. it. So yeah. Wow.
1: Wow. Rice. I don't see anybody else receiving votes? Rice. Okay. Okay. I don't want to discount Baylor. I don't want to discount right. Baylor. Right, but Rice is playing like the best team in the state. They kind of are.
0: They're yeah, playing, like and they the have. Let me let me check out their non-conference. Beat A and M. Beat. They got, they got. Houston coming up. They'll win that. They got Sam Houston coming up. We'll they'll see. And they Houston got conference. Be, yeah, they might Houston be ranked Houston by conference. Damn. They might be ranked. They could be ranked by conference. I don't know. Well, they'll have to hope for some losses, obviously. But they're getting votes. They're getting votes.
1: We'll see. Oh boy. Um. Maybe. Yeah. Middle. Middle. That middle game will be tough, but that that'll be a game. Look. They they are gonna be in my opinion. I'm just going through it. I'm not gonna act like I'm a conference state women's basketball savant, but they uh they should be favored to win the conference at this point. I think Middle Tennessee might be their best competition off the top of my head. I think so. So that game will be interesting. But yeah, Houston Houston's been kind of sneaky on the women's side. They've had yeah. some quality losses as well. They've been in a lot of games. Um, let me see which one. Yeah, they've lost to the UTA by three. Uh, lost to kansas state by 14 which isn't bad this at is all team. lost to florida by four lost to Portland really by six good. like houston houston and utsa which is the better one in 16 i don't know i'll let you decide but i mean they play they play
0: <laughs> they play when do they I'm play i'm pretty sure they play
1: they don't i'm play. pretty sure they play they're in different oh they
0: do they do play yeah that's all i was gonna say
1: oh, that's what you like just- UTSA i'm sorry in that i just game. blanked i just completely blanked i'm sorry i you like just said utsa that. in that game that's game of the week.
0: I'm putting I'm putting it down right now. That's that's I'm taking UGSA right now in that game. Houston's Houston's not been good this year, man.
1: The quality loss comp the quality loss game. They lost to Florida State in overtime, lost to Florida in overtime, lost to UTA by three, lost to Kansas State by 14.
0: Beat Commerce by 16. mm, 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 mm. I'm 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 giving I'm I'm swinging with Karen Aston over here. Give me Karen Aston.
1: All right, I'll take Houston. Ooh, I'll okay. All right, well, we, we, got, we, got a couple, are, we got
0: we got about a week or so before that game goes we off. We two weeks until that game. And look, Watch. that's already our game of the week.
1: Yeah, game of the week, game of the month. <laughs> one one in seven one and six. This is the game of the month. Ah. Uh, I just, I'm I'm still laughing that I I was like, damn, UTSA plays Houston. That might be tough. And I looked at Houston schedule. I was like, does Houston play UTSA? And I completely blanked on trying to put two. In- That's what happens when you cover 48 teams here, okay? Just right. You forget 50 teams. Schedules 50 and all, teams all that stuff. Now. Jesus. 50 teams. No clue what's happening. Just yeah, running around with my head cut off. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they did get four votes. Interesting. Very interesting. Rice, baby. Shout out Rice. Okay. That's all we got. All right, That'll man. do it. 50 minutes right at it recap everything uh again uh we'll be more frequent once frequent once the football season kind of slows down kind of like like we said surviving right now surviving that's that's what we're doing all right but uh that's all we got for y'all today we hope y'all enjoyed it um Check us out on YouTube if you're listening on the audio side. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, leave a like, comment, share, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Uh leave us a uh if you're listening on the audio side, leave us a five-star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. Um ish a couple weeks ago, or I forgot to mention a couple weeks ago, I got the the magazine. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Went through and read it again. I was like, damn. I'm in there. And so it's like, <laughs> you send a picture to your mom and everything. That's, like, a, that's, some, that's some
0: beautiful Conference USA coverage we got, buddy. We and, and SEC coverage. Yes.
1: And SEC. We did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for y'all today. We hope y'all enjoyed it. And we will check y'all out. Uh, talk to y'all later.